Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom, and this is your 20-ish minute sports gambling podcast. And for 127 of these things, we've helped you lose money on everything. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the UFC Fight Night 208, and losing money at the box office is back. And of course, a recap and a record check at the end of the show. Two topics this week, three bets. Let's do this. On to bet number one. UFC Fight Night. Yes, it's a UFC Fight Night. Thank God. Thank God the UFC is still on. Because if you notice, at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, where we give out free daily picks, we've been focusing on baseball. Baseball. It's a real mistress because it gives and it takes away. It's, it's some weeks are really good and some weeks are miserable. And last week was miserable for me. Also, it's really tough to discuss on this podcast because it's not going to be like, hey, on Tuesday, I like Julio Rodriguez to hit a home run because they're playing the athletics. And you're like, what the hell? It's Thursday. Why would I? What do I got to do? Look in the future. You got to start looking at calendars and stuff like that. No, 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 no. UFC has always been good for us because legitimately, this is the slowest week of the year for sports. So I'm glad that the UFC has still been around so I can lose money every weekend on the stupidest ways possible. And I think this is an interesting one because for the first time since the pandemic, the UFC returns to England. So check your clocks this week with the card starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's see who's on the card here. Patty Pimblett's fighting in his favor by 260, so pass. But that guy, man, everybody loves that guy. It's like weird Sean O'Malley, like weird Irish Sean O'Malley because they both have stupid hair. And I don't even know if they're that good. But, but God, does Patty Pimblett love fighting with his chin out. So I'm sure that will really work for him one day. But it'll only stop working when he actually faces real competition. He's, he's a minus 260. We're not going to be taking it, even though I'm sure everyone is just as excited for Patty Pimblett as they are the main events. Since he's fighting, that means Molly McCann must be fighting too. Yes, she, there she is. She's a minus 400, so we're going to pass on that as well. Even though I do like her more than Patty as an actual fighter, she's never going to be a champion. But at least she comes out and, you know, puts on a good show. Here are the two fights I like. Jack Hermanson at minus 120 versus Chris Curtis at minus 110. See, Chris Curtis isn't that well known, but he should be. He's a veteran of 37 pro MMA fights. He is a latecomer to the UFC. He finished Phil Haas with a first round KO at UFC 268 and followed up with a TKO win over Brendan Allen at UFC Vegas 44 and a unanimous decision win over Rodolfo Vieira just three weeks ago, just three weeks ago at UFC 57. So he, he has like a dock worker old boxer where he's like lugging boxes all day and then they're like hey do you want to make a hundred dollars and punch that guy in the head and they're like yeah i got yeah absolutely i gotta do it you know just like it's in his blood i love that about him he has the ability to just overwhelm opponents with punching power he's averaging just a truly incredible 7.36 significant strikes landed per minute per minute per minute in the ufc he really is really strong and jack hermanson i just I don't know. That guy was once very promising, but he's lost his last three of five, and I just, I really don't see it coming. I'm going to be taking Chris Curtis and not taking the minus 110. Feel free to take the minus 110. Minus 110 is a great number. You know, you bet 10 bucks, you win $9.09. That's awesome. But let's do Chris Curtis by KO, TKO, or DQ for plus 210. I think those numbers are much spicier. And to be perfectly honest, if Chris Curtis is going to win, it'll probably be by finish. So let's do that. Here's the other fight we really like on the card. The main event. Whoa, truly shocking information that you like the main event. I do like the main event. 
Curtis Blades at a plus 100, very interesting, against Tom Aspinall in his home, native England, at minus 130. So Blades has enjoyed consistent support from the sports books. This is why it is truly shocking, he's plus 100, where he's been a favorite in each of his 15 appearances. This is the first time ever he's been the underdog in the UFC. In 15 fights, that is absolutely nuts. Whereas Tom Aspinall at minus 130 has taken a heavyweight division just completely by storm since taking the UFC two years ago, but has gained only slight momentum at the sports books with his average odds of minus only 388. That's not that big for a guy that was like, a big prospect coming in. See, here's the thing. I really like Tom Aspinall. I really like Tom Aspinall. He is absolutely the future of the sport. And not the future of the sport in the way that like, you know, heads up, like when you saw John Jones for the first time, you're like, oh, this guy is going to be really good. Tom Aspinall is going to be really good, but he's the future of sport in this way. He is young enough where he has been in MMA for his whole life. It's not like he started boxing and he was in Baltimore and he's like, you know, you're pretty good at boxing, but you're never going to become a boxer. You should try, you know, wrestling and jujitsu. And then you kind of do something later in life. You learn another skill set at 29. Tom Aspinall began his martial arts training as a child and holds a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. However, he is a completely skilled boxer on top of that. He needed only 84 seconds to record a knockout in his lone and only appearance in a boxing ring when he boxed. He boxed a human being and knocked him in 84 seconds. This is the guy with the black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. This is what I'm saying. The future. He's standing six foot five. He weighs 256. Aspinall has yet to be knocked down or taken down through his first five octagon appearances. Knocked down or taken down. And that's a big reason why that is his average fight time of only two minutes and 57 seconds, which is the shortest all time among UFC heavyweights. You know, while he's primarily known for that punching power, and why wouldn't he be, with nine of his 12 career wins coming by knockout, Aspinall also does sport impressive submission skills and his force opponents to tap in just two of his past three outings. This is great. I love this. Tom Aspinall is really good. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm talking a lot about Tom Aspinall, as I should. He's very good. Curtis Blades is also very good. This is a very good test. And even though Tom Aspinall is ranked sixth in the division right now, this could skyrocket him up there. And especially while the heavyweight division is very much in flux. With some very good fighters, but with a champion that might not fight in the UFC ever again. This is a great opportunity for Tom Aspinall. So I really like this in his hometown of getting a huge win. I'm going to take Aspinall. Yes, I'm going to take Aspinall minus 130. For sure, I'm going to be taking that. But the bet I'm going to be giving out today for this one is Aspinall via KO, TKO, or DQ, plus 180. If these two... (laughs) By the way, I've taken the exact same outcome for these two fights. So if these two win, and they're both like a good stoppage, I will be rich and happy. I will be entertained and have money in my pockets. And really, what more can I ask for other than that, right? Let's go over to bet number two. Losing money at the movies. Losing money at the movies is back, and why shouldn't it be? We're one and one right now. We lost to Elvis. We were right on Thor. Interesting. Kind of for two different reasons, too, which I kind of like. But Nope is out. Jordan Peele's Nope is out. And the over-under for its domestics box office right now is at 50 million. Hmm, interesting. Nope is one of the few remaining tentpoles in a rebounding summer box office. And it looks to provide a little bit of a lift this weekend with the over-under at $50 million. It's going to 3,700 theaters. So Nope, obviously, is the third genre film from Oscar winner Jordan Peele, which is just a crazy statement to say out loud. It will obviously do better than Get Out, which opened at $33.3 million. But that was, his, that was his first movie. We didn't know if he was a good filmmaker yet or not, right? But it will probably be under the filmmaker's 2019 title, Us. But it'll probably be under Us, which was 2019, at $71.1 million. That's where they're coming up with that $50 million. 
33, 71, we're going right down the middle, 50 million. So we haven't seen, by the time we're recording, we have not seen any Rotten Tomato scores. Because part of the thing that we knew about Thor and why we went under on it was going, oh, it's getting soft reviews. So we don't know that. We do know it's rated R. Okay, that's a little limiting, right? Audiences and critics alike have really liked Peel's stuff. So I don't believe that that is going to be a hindrance in stopping people from going to see it. So of Peel's three movies, though, Nope has the highest budget at $68 million. And boy, can you tell. Like, you can really tell. Not only does it look amazing, but the campaign behind it. The trailer is incredible, and they launched that thing right at the Super Bowl. There's been little expense spared about promoting and knowing that Nope is coming out this weekend. Why we're even doing this topic in general right now is because it is kind of like a zeitgeisty kind of movie. I will say, though, we kind of also talked about like Elvis. I was going under because I thought people were going to be scared of the long runtime. And right now, Nope is also the longest movie in Peel's canon at two hours and 15 minutes. With that being said, I'm going to go over $50 million. You know, people like Jordan Peele. The trailer of the campaign have been awesome. And horror opens. People want to see it on opening weekend. Plus, we know he loves twists. There might be a little twist in this movie. And people will want to see it so early that it's not ruined. So I think it's going to be a good opening weekend. We're going to take the over $50 million. We're going to be putting our money where the money is and trying to lose money along the way. Ah, shit, shit. Win money along the way. That's what I keep forgetting. We're supposed to be winning money along the way. So we're taking over $50 million for Nope. Recap. Three bets this week. Ooh, that's a, that's a light week for us. Three bets this week. We're going to be taking Aspinall via KO, TKO, or DQ at plus 180. We're going to take Chris Curtis by this exact same outcome at plus 210. And we're going to be taking Nope, Jordan Peele's Nope, over $50 million. Record check. Okay, so this was something that I immediately... <laughs> this stupid goddamn podcast has ruined the way I watch sports. So, if you listened to last week, episode 126, we had Charlie Chalk on to make our picks for the British Open. And you know what? I loved my picks. I was, I was in love with my... I was going to marry my picks. I loved my picks. My picks didn't love me back as much. But I watched these things because going into... <laughs> going into round four, I had the two favorites. I had the two guys in the final group that were four shots up on everybody else. Guess what, everybody? Spoiler alert, I did not win any money this weekend. Let's explain why. I had Tommy Fleetwood for the first round lead at plus 4,500. He shot 72 on the first day. No, even though he did finish fourth in the tournament. Thanks, Tommy. Just when I didn't need you. Great. I took Shane Lowry at plus 2,500. He tied for 21st. Very respectable. You made the cut. Good for you. I took Jordan Spieth at plus 1,600. You tied for eighth. That's very good, Jordan. That's awesome. If I had a daily fantasy lineup, this would be great. If I took like just a little, you know, DraftKings kind of thing, that would have been fantastic. But let's get to the real disappointment here. I had Roy McIlroy at plus 1,000, who tied for third, and Victor Hovland at plus 4,000, who tied for fourth. The reason why I put those two aside is because they were in the final grouping together. At the end, leading by four strokes. Oh, and they both lose. Now, I will say, McIlroy doesn't deserve a lot of blame. He played really well. He, he only hit one bunker, and on that bunker, he eagled the hole. He didn't three-putt all day in the final round. He didn't deserve to lose. It's just Cam Smith played unconscious golf. So I feel good for all the Cam Smith winners who, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, the pants are ready. Prince had Cam Smith, so he's winning money. Jesus. I'm losing money because I had the two, and they, the sportsbook was so ready to give me money, too. They're like, please, please take a lot of money. And I'm like, no, no, no. How could I lose? <laughs> Which is always the first issue. I have these two guys. Very easily, it turned out, and very painfully, very painfully throughout the whole day, I could lose. So, 
Oh, God. That is the final golf major of the year. And I am ready to see it go away for a bit because that just ripped my heart out again. Oh, what a devastating loss. If you had Cam Smith at home, good for you. That must have been a lot of fun watching on Sunday. That might have been a lot of fun when he didn't make a single mistake once. Because I, I had quite the opposite. So, uh, negative five units. That being said, I cannot wait to lose more money on the UFC Fight Night on Nope. Please subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin wherever you enjoy your podcast. And please give a subscription and a like to at Losing Money WAB on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. We'll be back on Friday next week to lose money on UFC 277. And wait, whoa, wait, what is that? The NFL's music? Oh, that's right. August is upon us. And we can bet on the NFL finally. The wins over-unders are out. The team totals over-unders are out. The first coach fired. The division winners. The MVP, they're out. So expect a lot of NFL content coming out in August. Oh, it's finally here. Sweet Jesus. And don't forget to have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. Oh, also, screw you, Cam Smith. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!